Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Under the Ring podcast. It's me, the Silverback Almas, coming to you live from a secret location. I'm from. I'm chilling in the fucking BX. Come and get me if you want. You ain't making it out of here. I told you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that shit right now. <laughs> Today. I am in charge, so prepare for some fuckery, ladies and gentlemen. I got a little bit of tricks and shit I want to do with her in the show. So it's about <laughs> to be a fun episode. Joining me also from NYC, he is our street team captain, the man that makes sure UTR is all over the boroughs. Give it up for our boy Tito Flex Daddy Magic Havana. You muted yourself. Man, always muting yourself for some damn reason. It's because you know niggas be wilding outside with the cops and all. Always muting yourself. So uh, that's that's the noise is going on. Oh my gosh! Joining us also from Louisville, Kentucky, he is the man without the belt. Even right now. Since our champion took the night off, Maddie that Bischoff. Mean shit. That mean there ain't no. That mean there ain't no champion here today. That's all. That Maddie Bischoff is gonna have. We just got the belt here. It's just here as a, as, as a wrestling fan. I'm not Maddie Reigns. Maddie Bischoff fuck, is just holding. Fuck that guy. Maddie Reigns's belt as the leader of the NWO. I am holding Roman Reigns' belt. One of his belts. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy. He can't even hold the belt by himself. Listen, listen. We're gonna have some. Uh, we're gonna have some fun later on, so don't worry about that. Let's get into some wrestling news because, Lord have mercy, there it's has been, been a, a lot, a lot going on. I mean, good grief! Like, all right. First of all, let's start off with something that I think is a little bit funny. Supposedly, there was some beef that happened between Sammy Guerrero and Eddie Kingston. It appears that Sammy, you know, believing, you know, he's still in heel, heel work, right. made a, a, a little comment about Eddie that Eddie didn't like. He pretty much... <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much called Eddie fat. And what Eddie did was when he got in the back was he took a quick a payow to Sammy about calling him fat. Hey, so basically, right. So basically <laughs> so basically Eddie Kingston slapped the shit out of Eddie of Sammy Guevara for calling him fat. D Way, what do we think about this? I love it. <laughs> so, right, that, you know, we just everybody here knows at this point right now, Sammy Guevara is getting on everybody's goddamn nerves. I ain't getting on every, ghetto. That's all hell. It's ghetto as shit. What's up? <laughs> but my shit is, all right, you can't get mad at that. You know, like, you fat. He is fat. Hey, he you fat. Like, that's, not, that's why he's my twin. 
That's my Yonkers twin. That's Yonkers Tito and shit, bro. He can't get mad at that. You you, you feel some type of bro hit start hitting the gym more. That, like it's going to that's, that's all you gotta do, bro. For real, you gotta start like, hitting the gym more. If you gotta, if you gotta, if you feel some type of way about that shit, like you gotta. How you gonna be mad that Sammy made an observation? Like, dude, you exactly. fat. Like, <laughs> and it's okay. We love you for it. It ain't even like he was talking about him. He was just like, oh, you fat. Like, if a, little, if a little kid said that, you gonna beat up a little kid? You gonna beat up a little yo, kid, Eddie Kingston? <laughs> he's a bullshit. Like I said, yo, Eddie Kingston never, he don't even look like a wrestler, yo. Eddie Kingston look like he's supposed to be selling Lucy's outside the corner store, man. I don't, like, that's what Eddie Kingston look like. Eddie Kingston hates everybody, but yet, don't nobody like him. <laughs> that's what the I hate you. Don't nobody away. like you, though, bro. <laughs> The whole locker room got beef with this motherfucker, and he still walk around with, with talking about, "Oh, fuck them!" Nah, bro, you got to watch your back. Like this dude ain't never happy. Claudio shows up. Oh yeah, fuck that guy. Happy for him though, dude. DB shows up. Fuck DB. What? Fuck DB. Eddie Kingston. Is the mad rapper of wrestling? Remember how the mad rapper used to go off on Biggie's, Biggie's albums? Like, oh, fuck that motherfucker. He got all the, get the bands, he got the rollie. That's Eddie Kingston. I don't even yeah. know how Eddie Kingston is even, is even able to wrestle. I Like, he's lucky this is not any time before the 90s. If this was he's the lucky 70s or 80s, not any time. he would be dead. He would be dropped on his head. Not- He's lucky it's not any time before 2001. Let's right. be realistic. Like, any time before 2001, Eddie Kingston would have been powerbombed on his neck and not been able to get back up. He's like, come on, Eddie. Like, you got to be realistic, bro. He would have definitely been an episode of Dark Side of the Ring talking about solving the murder of Eddie Kingston. Because <laughs> somebody would have stabbed him. <laughs> And they wouldn't even wait until his ass got to Puerto Rico. They'd have stabbed him in Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> they would have stabbed him on the plane and dropped him off over the floor right. while they're going over a lake. <laughs> like Eddie would not have made it to the next show. <laughs> so basically, there was a. Also, since we mentioned AEW and people not having um, friends, it appears. Thunder Rosa will be competing at All Out and is vacating her title as on Dynamite, she said that she was injured. However, truth of the matter is, at this point in time, what's going on is there's a lot of heat on Thunder Rosa backstage because everybody won't whip her ass too. Supposedly, supposedly, we don't know if it's true or not. Supposedly, there's a rumor going around. Just a rumor, folks. Remember, we don't know if this is UTR. We're only being worried for. Supposedly, after she broke Jamie Hayden's nose, she went and ran in the bathroom and was hiding because she knew Jamie Hayden was about to whip that ass. Oh. <laughs> Like Thunder, you 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 going you going through it right now, mamas. 
You really going through it right now, Mama. As a matter of fact, let me read it. Oh, hold on. I mean, where was it? Because we, we found so much on this. Okay. Thunder Rosa isn't competing at All Out and has heat with, with a significant portion of the people that, that are. Sources tell Frightful. Frightful can confirm voices of wrestling report that indicates that Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa can't stand each other. <laughs> with that having been the case for well over a year. Still, the two attempted to remain professional and work with each other from what we are told remain open to doing so just for simply doing their jobs. However, Jamie Hayter has also developed heat with Rosa after she got her nose broken in the match with her recently. Much of the heat on Rosa has emerged from her working stiff in the ring. Now, how long have we been saying Thunder Rosa's been sandbagging people and... and and all of this shit, maybe Ivelisse wasn't all that fucking crazy after all? Nope. Maybe since, that match with, since, since that match with Maria, where that shit was just fucking terrible. Right. Furthermore, AEW is ghetto. Um, and, right. honest, and honestly, a lot of this, Thunder Rosa, she's kind of, she's looking guilty. Because she literally... Well, someone, someone went on her Twitter and said, Thunder Rosa is off social media. We ask you to respect her privacy. For any business inquiries, please contact the person who was writing this tweet. If any tweets are not on the Thunder Rosa voice, they, they will be signed accordingly by, my, by the signature, and the signature is TA. So she disappeared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's off social media now. So... If it wasn't true, you wouldn't be running. Now you're running and hiding. Shit and hit the fan. But here's the bullshit. Tony's supposed to win that belt at All Out. And now, and now it's a fatal four-way. So we'll see what, what goes on with that. But Thunder Rosa, how many times have we told how many times have we talked about her and how her title run has been lackluster? how her matches have looked sloppy, how when she has had a match, you can tell that she's not selling for nobody or nothing like that. She's put herself into this. Pretty much. She, yeah, she, she, she hasn't done anything to fight the rumors besides just talk shit. But then every time she just talks shit and digs herself into a deeper hole. Now you've had to vacate. They're doing this interim bullshit. Fuck that. Just take the title off of her. We don't we after the, the I, I'm with we saw earlier. It's all, interim like we if you haven't heard us say it before, interim only works in a sport that's real. This is not real. Pretty much. Interim only works in the UFC. <laughs> Combat sports. So she pretty much broke Jamie Hayter nose and Jamie Hayter pretty much hit her with so the we come up with in this I'm scenario. About to bust his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to bust her ass. That's what <laughs> Hold on, I'm about to bust her ass. Oh, <laughs> Jamie hit her with Jamie hit her with that. But uh, other than but uh, AEW also had a big talent meeting the other day. It was called as Kenny kept calling it. 
Is everything cool, you guys? I mean, you cool? Please. We be cool? Please don't leave. Please. Please don't leave. That's that's what I call it. Especially when you that when you that big cousin, older brother, older bigger sibling, and you hit that little one too hard, they start crying. Stop, 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 stop. Please don't be cool. We cool. Please don't tell. Don't tell. Come on, come on. You you all right? You all right? That's basically, that's basically what that meeting was about. Pretty much the meeting was about AEW trying to build up the morale of their um, roster, letting them know, specifically the Young Bucks let the talent know that they can come to them if there's anything that's going on. The one thing that, the one thing that Tony Khan did say was that the wrestlers have to now start respecting the coaches. Pretty much the asylum them ran a little bit too fucking wild, and as Matt said it's from the beginning, been ghetto. <laughs> it has been ghetto from the start. How are you gonna try and change the rules? What two, three years into it, the culture has been set, Tony Khan. The culture has been set. <laughs> and then here's this part about. It. And then here's this part about it. It appears that they had Tony Khan had Tony Schiavone come in. And act like that big uncle to like kind of smooth it over to be like, look, we all good here. You know, if you need something, talk to us. You know, let us know what's going on. You know, everybody was all peaches, peaches and roses. And then your boy, the cleaner, Kenny Omega got up there and pretty much was, was like, listen here, you bunch of pussies. Fuck been going on. I've been gone for 11 months and y'all been acting Man. like some assholes. Get your shit together. That's pretty much the Kenny Omega's order. Stop crying because Cody ain't coming back. It's us. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and, get, and get the fucking work. Pretty much. That's pretty much what Kenny Omega did during that meeting. Some Cody say he gone. came off as tough love, <laughs> being a little harsh. You know, others saying that he was just trying to get a spark under the, under the guys. And then, of course, you know, our boy Speedball Tony Khan. Did his fire up, you know, ate the best chant afterwards. And so, oh, and another thing they mentioned. They mentioned that they sent an email to Nick Khan and Steph about contract tampering. Contract tampering. I'm pretty sure Nick Khan and Steph looked at that email and I'm went. I'm here to tell you right now. We don't care. Let me tell you. Right, let me tell you. We don't care. <laughs> I'm here to tell Okay, I'm pretty sure Stephen <laughs> Nick went to that email and went just like that. Okay? I'm I'm pretty sure about that because this is not a real sport. These dudes are independent contractors. They can talk to whoever the f they want. Right. No. No. It's not illegal. It's, it's not literally, illegal. It's literally if I go, if I was just walking down the street and Dunkin' Donuts offered me a job, it's not illegal. It, it's not. It's really <laughs> not. It's really not. Like, it, it. come on. Stop it. Stop it, AEW. Like, you can't be mad if somebody listens. <laughs> if, if they send a text mean, message. I mean, remember... AW did it to Jeff when Jeff was on his 90 day thing. <clears throat> Pretty much. 
So AEW isn't this the kettle calling the cop uh, pop black? You damn sure did that with Jeff Hardy. AEW has done it in, in blatantly, and the way they've gone about doing it is has been terrible. We knew Jeff Hardy was going to AEW. Matt Hardy was there. Come on now. We knew CM Punk was going to go to AEW. Nice. <laughs> he ain't going to go nowhere else. Like y'all been y'all been doing it way before. Like I'm 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 almost sure that Jericho was talking with WWE during his New Japan tour about doing one last thing when y'all came in and swooped him up. He they all they got Jericho. The only reason AEW got Jericho is because Jericho was still had sour grapes about how him and his the whole Kevin Owens Jericho feud ended. He wanted that the main event WrestleMania. His other big issue was after he got done with that New Japan run and they were offering, they wanted him to come back, he got butt hurt because they wanted him to do the list. The list. Which they, wanted fucking... to, they wanted him to do that again. I could under now that that's a point that I could understand. I don't want to do that. If I just if you just see me as the pain maker and all that, and I gotta go back to doing the list and being corny, nah, I don't wanna do that. So he AEW was like, we'll, we'll let you do whatever you want. They did. It was a great choice at the time. Everything was made sense. It, it's not looking so great right now. Um, right. Now, is he mad he lost to Kevin Owens? He believes uh, that kept him and Kevin Owens should have been the main event of that yeah. year's WrestleMania. Yeah. Now, does he have a point? Mm, could have been the main event. Probably not. Does he have a point that they should have been a bigger match? Yeah. yeah. Um, whose fault is that? It's ours. It's the fans. Um, if y'all don't remember, just a little bit before that, uh, what it, when WWE 2K came out, who was the big pre-order for it? Goldberg. Goldberg. What was the presenting sponsor for that year's uh, Survivor Series? Goldberg. It was WWE 2K. Right. We got Goldberg to come out of retirement. What they just tried to use as a one-time thing, remember, we had Goldberg versus Brock. And then Goldberg fucked around and beat Brock in like a minute and a half or whatever. It was something real quick, and we were shocked. We clowned Brock yeah. for a few days about it. Because we loved that. Us, the fans, we ended up fucking it up, and we ended up getting a title run. Out of that, because remember, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins was supposed to be the champion at that time, but we don't. Nope, nope, it's not. But, that. But, but it was nope. supposed to be Finn. It was supposed to be Finn was supposed to be the champion. Finn got hurt. He tore his shoulder up. So we end up getting the most random ass interference that has never been explained. But that's for another time. Where Triple H, Pedigree, Seth Rollins, and then KO. We never got an explanation. So we have the KO title run during this time. Thanks to us bringing Goldberg out of the grave, we changed the trajectory of anything that was supposed to happen. We could have gotten Jericho versus KO at WrestleMania for the Universal title, possibly. But what we are, are we didn't know no better. We like Goldberg. So we ended up getting Goldberg hot shotted. Into a title, into the title picture, in which he ends up beating KO just a few months later, just so we can have Goldberg going into WrestleMania 
as the universal champion just so he can die versus Brock Lesnar, which gave us a Brock Lesnar title reign that we probably didn't really need. So remember, we fucked that up. So Jericho has a point. <laughs> we fucked that up for him. Listen, yeah. so and, and basically in short, folks, the next time we next time you really want to see one of these old guys come out of retirement, I really want you Stop. to think about it. Before you decide to let these motherfuckers come back. Because and, if not, we're gonna get shit like that. <laughs> and Kenny, I'll tell you something. I read something somewhere that someone that we saw this past year could become the new taker. Remember, I, I if y'all have been watching us for a while, I used to call Triple H the new taker. But then Triple H's heart decided to say, fuck that. <laughs> so he's done. Think about who we saw both nights at WrestleMania. No, come on, man. He's got enough money, though. To wrestle once a year, and you spend the rest of the year, just like Undertaker. And you got to think about it. You have to think about this. He's still in better shape than Undertaker was near the end. But if I thought the whole thing when, 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 when he stunned Pat McAfee, I thought that was it. He's gonna, That's it. He's man, like, it's, just, it's just a rumor. But uh, I've read something where WWE right now is, y'all have, if y'all ain't noticed it, you will you will notice it after I say it now. They're in this new era. You, have you y'all noticed they like to bring people back? Not just old wrestlers. We over here just getting like legends. We had Trish. Now we hold on, hold on. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna we're gonna get to that. Hold on. We're gonna we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. Before we get into that, let's get some more news out the way. Before we get into that, another big piece of news that's going on right now is the fact that we have unification left and fucking right going on in NXT. As we mentioned last week, as we mentioned last week, what's going on is NXT UK is pretty much being shut down and they're going to rebrand it with something completely different called NXT Europe. So basically to get rid of NXT UK, what they're doing is pretty much dissolving the belt. So at Worlds Collide, what we now know, what we already, what we officially have so far is Braun Breaker versus Tyler Bate, champion versus champion, NXT versus NXT UK winner take all. The next match that we know for sure now is the women's title. We have Mandy Rose versus my. How do you say this woman's name? My Lord, I'm gonna mess this woman's name up. Hold on, I'm the gonna final, pronounce the this final shit. boss. I'm gonna <laughs> no, I'm gonna pronounce this shit. If, if this is if it's the last thing I do, world, I'm hold on, hold on, world collide 2022. I'm sorry, folks, I'm slow. I should have had this up already. I know. No, I got you. No, here we go. What's this girl's name? How do you say it? Miko Satamora. Satamora. 
Yeah. Maiko Sotomore, who is the UK champion. And okay. out of nowhere, Blair Davenport throws her motherfucking self into the mix. Yep. They did a great job. They did a great job of uh, explaining to us why she's in this match. Because I was honestly, I didn't know. Because NXT, if y'all didn't know, NXT UK comes on like 3 o'clock in the afternoon on like a Thursday. And I'm doing something called working. And even though I'm working from home, I don't want to watch no NXT UK. (laughs) Right. Unless it's Dragon on versus fucking Walter. Right. Unless it's like Hulse versus like Boss. (laughs) Death versus death. So, on NXT UK, Blair Davenport is the number one contender. Right. For the title. So, that's why she feels that she should be right there. Like, yo, hold on. Y'all ain't going to forget about me. Right. She's like, I'm the number one contender. And one of y'all about to fight me. I'm taking one of y'all's belts. Y'all ain't forget about me. And they threw her ass in there. And so right now, we definitely have those confirmed. All right. They pretty much built up to the fact that they're going to dissolve the tag being because There's like a four-way going on with the titles. Between the NXT title and the NXT UK title. You have... um. The NXT Tag Champions, the Creed Brothers. You have pretty much the Dyad um, challenging them. You also have Brenton and Briggs, the NXT UK champions, who want to challenge the Creed Brothers. And then you have Gallus coming out of left field, wanting to beat up everybody and take every belt. But then you got the coldest dudes alive. Because they're so pretty. And they so damn deadly. deadly. Yep, yes, boy. Pretty deadly. If y'all like pretty deadly, it's a, it's a wrong. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. What you call it? That pretty deadly is me and Matt. One of me is Matt's alter ego. Pretty deadly took over after Breezango left. Right. We lost. We lost our <laughs> flamboyant uh, tag team when Breezango got got fired. It didn't pretty deadly showed up. And we were like, we in there. Right. <laughs> Shit. So they're pretty much going to dissolve that belt. I, that's honestly going to be probably. I'm waiting on them to say something. Like if they don't say anything between now and all and next weekend for next Sunday, saying. That there's going to be a tag. I want that tag title. All of what is going to be ladder match, cage match. I want to see it because that's about to be the, I, that's exactly. Be the best match. <laughs> I want that match to be like how I, I have high expectations if it's yes. going to be a multiple <laughs> tag team match. I'm not going to lie. NXT has given us some of the best tag team and multiple tag team matches in WWE history. I have very high expectations when I see more than two tag teams in a goddamn match in an NXT ring. Okay? I'm looking for something along the lines of the AOP, TM61, um, Revival, American Alpha type goddamn um, (laughs) um, DIY situation. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for that. Okay? So when there's multiple tag teams in there, that's what that's what they have to pull off. 
That's what they and, have to pull off. And the NXT ladder matches gave me my uh my most favorite one of my most favorite moments just randomly. Remember with uh Riker, the forgotten sons? He kept he kept just getting up, and I was like, man, if y'all don't shoot him, do something. They all just like threw ladders on him. They started jumping. Right. They, they, <laughs> that was a personal ass with him. <laughs> that was a personal ass with him because he was not in the match. He was just just kept interfering. I'm like, kill him. That was a personal. Yo, when they whipped his ass, that shit was personal. Cause they drug his ass into the ring and beat the fuck out of him. Like they beat his ass. All right, that shit was personal. That really when was. They, did that. they found out his views. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. They definitely. So NXT for your for that tag team match, it needs to be a multiple tag team match, and it needs to be out of this world because honestly the tag teams that you have in that matchup should be able to put on a banger because there isn't a out of, out of those five tag teams there really isn't a bad tag team out of them Creed yeah, brothers no are fucking the Creed brothers are fucking awesome the dyads ain't nothing but fucking gibson and what you call it we already know how the grizzly young vets are we already know what the grizzly young vets are. Right. you know what i mean so then you got um Gallus, come on. Yeah. Wolfgang Coffee, come on. You got Gallus. Then you got Pretty Deadly, who's fucking nice as well. And then people sleep on Brenton and Jig and Brit. Those two boys, those two boys remind me of like two Barry Windhams right. on the same team. <laughs> That's what they remind me of. Big, strong, thick, but wrong <laughs> like and, and they're the ones that have benefited out of this whole uh storyline run out of this the out of this the most like that was literally the goal that they set forth they they've been having nxt talents go over to uk they win some matches they just to get more time um after that they have had them mostly just they just they just get more time from that they actually had them win titles and get more experience and be and be taken more seriously. And right. now we see them as a legit tag team. Like I they definitely really didn't are. think they would have lasted more than one. I didn't think they was they were they were lucky to get one title defense. They've had like two or three now. Mm-hmm. So they've been legitimized with these title defenses. So everybody is on equal ground in this match. So HBK. My goat, please, please book this match. <laughs> Matter of fact, no, HBK, HBK, you, you, you've been the goat so far with what you've done. But for this particular match, ask, ask Paul what to do. Take some advice from Paul, please. Please, please, please. Just, just, right. right, hey, hey, hey Trips, what, what do you think we should do with this? Oh, I'll tell this is This is one time where... Trips being events type and being in the into the mix will actually help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and he might even tell you, "Hey, what you really want to do is get on the phone and call Regal and see if he can sneak you over some tips <laughs> over the phone real quick." You know what I mean? Because uh, that's what that's what 
need to happen. Speaking of NXT, on Monday Night Raw, we saw a veteran from NXT make a return. We saw someone out that had the crowd go crazy, especially since Raw was just at his hometown before, and we expected him to come out there. The Rebel Heart. Johnny Gargano came back and hit us with the I am back. What it do, baby? What it do, baby? Gargano came back and hit us with that. Man, they got everybody on that. Because we're sitting up here just like da-da-da. Ross coming back. You see a USA commercial. Like, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Miss and Mrs. I don't give a damn. Oh, Life and fast you know, yeah. Excuse me? Excuse me? Like, nah, I was like, why are they playing? And then she gargantled. Nah, he, and then he walked what? out. I'm like, oh, oh, oh shit. I'm like, now I heard when well, nobody coming back, ain't nothing about to be happening. And here comes Johnny Gargano walking through the front door, like, remember me? I'm back, baby. <laughs> I am back. What it do, baby? <laughs> what it do, baby? Literally what Gargano said to us. <laughs> Literally what Gargano said to us. Gave us the big speech about how he didn't know what he was going to be doing. Right. and um, But he's back. And during that speech, Siri comes down. <laughs> Siri then proceeds to tell Gargano that he pretty much has lived Gargano's dream of what he wanted to do on the main roster. Right. And told Gargano, key, key phrase here, he told Gargano, you know what you can do? You can hold my case for me. And give it to me when I'm ready to cash it in. Us NWO members, we love that phrase. Because we think in a whole different way. <laughs> okay. Um, we love that, definitely. Right. Break, break Gar- news, if y'all ain't know, NWO, we got Gargano. We got Gargano. Gargano. We did. So, we was on. <laughs> and Gargano theory says we should do the, the, the five. And he goes to give him a high five and Gargano puts his fucking foot in his face. So, yeah, we got that feud started right off the bat as soon as you get home. Another surprising Surprising return during Monday Night Raw. During the middle of the Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles versus Ciampa and the Miz tag match, we had a very surprising return with the one, the only, 
Dexter Loomis. My boy Dexter Loomis popped up out of nowhere and stole the Miz. Yeah. yeah. Your man stole the Miz. Yo, just stole the Miz. Oh, Reggie, I see that comment too. I read that as well, that Jonah may be coming back as well. I saw that as well. But um, my man Loomis stole the Miz. I got stolen. Like, gone. And then to top it off, to know finally that there is someone in charge who pays attention to stories and what is going on within the company, what happened on NXT the very next night. Mind you, Loomis is now on the run from the police that for what is, he has done. This was the greatest example. This is what I lo- I've always, I'm going to be completely honest, everybody, I'm sure Kenny knows it. I don't care. I like I like soap operas. So I watched General yep. Hospital and I watched pro wrestling. Pretty much. As long as it's got a continuation, as long as the story is continuing, I don't care. And that's what's been missing. So for them to, to start this story weeks ago, we see it hit its climax on Monday. And we're like, oh damn, what happened? And then we see it continue. They didn't they didn't spit in our face, they didn't turn our back, turn their back to us by ha- showing they us, hit us in the a, they, hit, they hit us with a legit to be continued. They hit us with a legit two beacons because what we're talking about is Indy Hartwell lost her match and she was giving a speech about how she was giving up, how she should give up, but she's going to keep going. And got her ass slides into the ring. <laughs> she got her ass smoked. <laughs> okay, she got smoked by Davenport. So who comes slides their way into the ring while she's making this? Her hubby, Dexter and Loomis, he comes, takes her off. I've had the time of my life. And I never felt this way before. <laughs> That's pretty much what, what yeah, happened. Then, right then, there. And, uh, then they, he carried her off, and I started. And then he hey, love lifted us up when we belong. Belong <laughs> in the eagle's eye <laughs> in the mountains high. That's literally pretty like, much he, man carried her off. He carries her place. off. You literally can start playing that song because that's right. That has to be the moment. <laughs> okay, so that happens, and he gives her a note that says, "I love you. I have to go away for now." Yeah, he he put yeah he carried her to a certain point. He put her down and he walks out the door. Gave her that note, and you see the police. You see the police lights, and you see him put his hands behind his back, and then took Loomis to jail. He got enough time to give his wife one final goodbye. Um, so he's in jail. Where am I? Where where is that? Where am I at? Where's the Miz? Who knows where I'm at? I'm dead. I'm buried somewhere. The, the Miz. <laughs> I hope he told him where I'm. Where he got me hit, hitting at. Dude, <laughs> you still in Canada? 
Well, shit, ain't America no more. You're still in Canada. Sorry, Maurice. Oh. <laughs> you a single parent now. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. But it was it was great to see because it was goddamn continuation of story writing. Something that you haven't seen in God knows how long. With Man. Wrestling. With wrestling. Something that and you haven't seen. For them to finally like to acknowledge NXT, kind of like the last Pretty time much. they really fairly it really acknowledged it. Besides uh, them having something like Grayson Waller and AJ Styles, right? Oh yeah, his mother-in-law is does live in Canada. They, they crazy though. <laughs> she, and then um, and then what else happened on oh on Raw? We pretty much had oh, we had yeah. another return to the ring actually. Bailey, Bailey returned to the Bailey ring. A squash match, so she could kill. They gave uh, Bailey. A, they gave Bailey a squash match, which was something that she needed to get that ring rust off. She's been out the ring for well over a year, so she needed that little squash match. They to, had. Uh, we had a main event. Well, the match of the night. To hold, me, on, hold 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 on. Before we get to that, we had the point of you mentioned earlier. We had another return, but it was of an older person joining us, the good stoner brother, Mr. Mike. Who? Mike Hall. We also had another return for Monday. We had Trish Stratus. Right. Yep. We had Trish Stratus, who then was confronted by Bailey. EO and Dakota Kai coming to Trisha's aid was Oscar, Alexa Bliss, and Bianca Belair. So basically, that entire ring was. Yeah. And Trish was not afraid to say she will come out of retirement to beat that ass. <laughs> she had her kid in the audience, so she she was feeling froggy. She wanted to right. show her kid that mama beat ass. <laughs> right. Bailey said, Ain't you retired? Trish looked over and said, so come up with this I'm scenario. about to bust his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Trish, be, Trish don't play. Trish be ready. She, don't come for her. <laughs> so, but out of that matchup, what happened was that matchup also wound up being the tag team matchup for um for the women's tag team championship. That was a good ass and hold match. up, joining us, joining us, ladies and gentlemen, amazingly. Joining us, yeah, the young boy, yes, boy, Justin <laughs> M. Justin to the motherfucking F. Is it Otis? <laughs> Otis is with us, ladies and gentlemen. 
Excuse me. We haven't had Otis on the show in eons. Eons. <laughs> I, I, I've been busy. But we were talking about the um we were talking about the women's portion of Raw. First off and how With, with all of that that was in the ring and so <laughs> and so mongo i told you you should have never gave me power told you i was gonna be <laughs> but um it was also the court no semifinals. it was the semifinals, and of course as we all predicted dakota and eel have continued on into the tournament while since they have eliminated Oscar and Alexa Bliss. Um I'm glad that Dakota and Eo are actually getting this this run, this T V time. You know, as much as I love Oscar and Alexa Bliss, you know, you get tired of seeing the same people. Right. You really do get tired of seeing the same people. You know what I mean? Because it becomes the same story and it becomes, you know, everything is always oh this what about this and then when it becomes the same people it becomes sometimes hard to keep up with stories because you want to have them start a new story but if it's the same person you kind of have to continue with the old story right which drags shit on at least now with these two brand new set of people brand new set of stories and you get a returning bailey who can insert herself into a main title picture at any given point Automatic boost for the women's division. That's that's what made this past month, you know, so good. Because we're seeing different, we're seeing different characters on TV. We're we're seeing different matchups on TV, so that we're able to see new faces, and so that the, the so that the crowd can get behind these people as well. They get introduced to them, and I've mentioned it before. You know, once trip when first. When trips first took over, hey man, his NXT kids, hey, this day time to shine now, baby. It this really is. It really is their time to shine. Right. Um, like I said, we we had a it was um NXT, they pretty much continued the story with Loomis and um Indy. They gave us that. We found out that there's gonna be two unification matches for Worlds Collide. I want to kind of skip ahead and I want to get into Wednesday because Wednesday was a big fucking day. <clears throat> Wednesday AEW hit us. Wednesday was some bullshit. <laughs> Wednesday was some bullshit. That's all that was. I I will get I'll give my rent cuz I I will tell you what it was. <laughs> Wednesday AEW Dynamite. First of all, we had a match between Dax Harwood and Jay Lethal. Dax Harwood and Jay Lethal. I love it. Dax Harwood is trying to become the next great singles wrestler that happens to be in a tag team. He's he's basically slowly becoming the new Carl Anderson. Because people forget yeah. Carl Anderson can wrestle. He was a great singles yeah. competitor. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: it it's not like Dax is like Cash can Cash can go too. Right? It's like we just happened. They're, they're like we're a tag team. 
We just happen to be good individually. Right, <laughs> like even one of them. The Briscoes yeah. are a good example of that too, though. Yeah, it's like people forget how good Jay Briscoe is as a singles competitor, and like Mark's not bad as a singles competitor, but like Jay is like world world championship, like right. we carry it multiple times. Wait a minute, the they they both been world champion of ROH. I'm not yeah. mistaken. They both yeah. were ROH world champs. Right, but like Jay specifically was like top mm-hmm. top of the yeah 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 yeah. yeah. When Mark was out with an injury, and so like people forget, like they're like the best tag teams typically have the ability to also be really good singles, like New Day. Um, like I enjoy Kofi and, and Big E on their own, but man, they work a lot better in that tag team. They yeah. do. Like that's and like, hold on, you are right. I did see this on Impact. They were whipping it. If you did, if you were not watching Impact while we were doing this, they were beating the shit out of Sammy Callahan. They put mm-hmm. Bob Wire in his mouth and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. Moose and fucked him up. And um FTR, they're the new Heart Foundation. They're they're the new Brett and Owen. Yeah. They're the new Brett and Owen. And they love them some Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yep. Brett is on tour with them as their manager. And, for and a couple we, of days. And, and we, the black delegation, we love you, Brett. You, you know what? I, I, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Brett is no longer on my hate list. <laughs> Brett is no longer on my hate list. I fucked with Brett. I fucked with Brett. He found out that uh, Bray Hart is married to a black woman, and he found out that that black woman loves the San Francisco 49ers. And Bret Hart is a part of the 49er faithful. So are the Usos. Also, Bret Hart is a fan <laughs> of the Canada Bass. <laughs> so, and, and Bret Hart. And Bret Hart has a model that I can get with. Fuck Goldberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, if y'all have not learned anything, y'all have just found out Bret Hart is white Kenny. <laughs> Bret Hart is white Kenny. Canadian Kenny! Listen, I wanted to be Canadian at one point. I wanted to live up there, too. So that was Canadian the most about it. I wanted to live in Canada, too. But, um, A.W., let's get back to that. Another thing that happened on AEW was, God damn it, Ricky Starks, man. Ricky Starks, that, Ricky that Starks. boy, he was about to cry. That boy was about to cry. He, was about, he basically cried. <laughs> that boy, listen, man, that boy can cut a fucking promo. Sheesh. He, had to, he got the Rock's attention. <coughs> if the rock, if the rock acknowledges you, sorry Roman, but if the rock acknowledges you, I mean, shit, you doing something right? He he was dressed like Rock to a T last year. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He really kind of with that kid, that goddamn promo that he cut when he was talking about how Hobbs checked on him every damn week. He gonna he gonna hurt that boy. <laughs> I'm still, hey, I like Ricky Starks. 
I like Powerhouse Hobbs. I know who who I follow. The one that got I, the one who who's a whose theme I like better. I'm fucking with. Them. I'm going with Powerhouse. That man wears a fur coat to the ring. You a bad motherfucker if you wear a fur coat to the ring. Listen, <laughs> I, I I gotta yo when I hear that. Me hype. I ain't gonna lie. That shit give me hype. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. That's gonna be a good ass match. I can't I'm, wait to see that. Yeah, somebody, somebody, somebody gonna die. Gonna oh, die. Lord, Sammy Callahan is run is out here in the ring, completely wrapped up in barbed wire. Oh God. Well, at least he ain't mm-hmm. naked. <laughs> Leaking, and he got the nerve to be talking on the mic. At least he ain't naked or whatever Matt said. So. <laughs> There's a reason I ain't on this camera, but we, don't. <laughs> we, we all know that. We all know that. That's why I said it. That's we all know that. I know. This is motherfucker, Justin. This is the most butt-nakedest motherfucker I've ever met in the world. Yo, look at the black dude trying to look into the camera or impact. <laughs> It's always that one person that just be like, "What? Everybody looking at you? Get get off the But you here to watch the show. You know who else? The fucking promo that uh, Jericho, Danielson, and Garcia cut. That right there was a great. Y'all basically mentioned mentioning everything before before fuckery. Yeah, that all happened before fuckery. Because they they got my ass as soon as that bullshit started. Because if y'all will notice, if y'all look at the chat, I wasn't saying nothing. Because guess who wasn't watching? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, here it's time for this match. Okay, let me watch. I'm gonna watch this one match. Yeah, well, yeah. Before that, you had like we said, you had a good uh. Good ass promo between Daniel um, Garcia, Brian Danielson, and Jericho. Pretty much trying to Garcia choose the JAS Jericho Appreciation Society and say that he's a sports entertainer. When pretty much Brian Danielson is letting him know, look, kid, you wrestled me for thirty minutes. Mm. You didn't sports entertain me. You wrestled me. You're a wrestler. You know and. Uh, of course, Garcia couldn't make a decision. He walked out. Then out of nowhere, Mr. Jack Swagger. Swagger. Mm-hmm. I'm Jake Hager. Swagger. I hate they gave I'm, him such a hot name. Like he's so Hager. <laughs> he, he came out and beat him up. Um, beat up Brandon Dyson, and uh, boom, that was that. Now... Here comes now for the night. <laughs> the fucker of the night. I've been waiting. The fuckery of the night. First of all, first of all, this match is not. I repeat, 
ladies and gentlemen, this is not your main event for the night. That's strike one. Away. Strike fucking one right there. That's what gave it away to me. Is not your main event. Secondly, the <laughs> basically what happened was you had the AEW champion CM Punk versus the interim champion John AEW champion. Right. <laughs> the and that's why I put it in quotations. Right. Interim the motherfucker that's been really doing the work. Right. John Moxley. Have this. This was the mighty unification match. CM Punk got the shit beat out of him in about five minutes, folks. It was about five minutes of Moxley whipping his ass. Good. And basically what happened was CM Punk kicked that Mox. And but the thing about it is it the foot that was hurt is not the foot that's supposed to be broken. Strike fucking two. Well, that's that's technically that, that was probably strike three because Kenny already said the match ended in five fucking minutes, so hey, that was strike fucking two. Hey Matt, quick question: Did you enjoy that match last night, man? I mean, I enjoyed it. it. Over, I like, it. It, it was. I enjoyed it. I was not expecting. I I I, I, didn't, I enjoyed it because it was. I I've never seen. I'm not gonna lie. I've yeah, never seen CM Punk get. Washed like that in we any had, professional match that I've seen him in, except maybe like I think he faced the Big Show before, and of course facing the Big Show, everybody gets fucking beat down like that facing the Big Show. But like as far as that, I've never it. seen that, so I enjoyed that. People was comparing that. that that ass whooping. Nah, did I enjoy the match? Um, I just was not expecting. Uh. Uh. A five-minute match, as much as they hyped this up, even though they shotgunned this uh, rather quickly, I was expecting, okay, if this is happening, we're going to get some type of four-star, five-star, whatever Meltzer loves to give them type of match, something pay-per-view quality. That's where I. Was oh trying. no 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 right. no no no! We weren't getting that. I'm not. I'm. I'm, just, I'm thinking I'm about to get some type of eight. The AEW. Uh, classic, the AEW special, you know, so a pay per view quality match. Some, and I'm like, you get some I got all that for, right. I didn't get that. Oh well. Um, I'm more mad at the fact that I fell into the bullshit that they <laughs> intended for me to fall. That they wanted everybody to fall into. I literally said it on the on the thread. People was like, is he part? Is he hurt? Is he hurt? No, he's not hurt. I'm not old. Uh. I'm just mad that I fell into the trap. They put the match on during the crossover hour. Anything going from not going into the next hour is the crossover. They booked the match during the crossover. What did my dumb ass do? I didn't watch AEW. 
But when did the, when what what was happening when y'all when y'all told me the match was happening? It was the crossover hour. Mm-hmm. The match was five minutes. I fell into the trap. That's why I'm low key kind of mad at that. The match was five minutes, and instead of me being like, "Oh, what the fuck is this bullshit?" Click. Nope. I stayed on, and then I watched Ricky Starks give his 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 sermon. Then I watched another. Then I watched everything else happen. And the next thing you know, I'm watching United Empire and the Elite argue with back going back and forth. And they're saying mm-hmm. we're running out of time. Good night. Mm-hmm. I fell into the trap. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Tony Khan. <laughs> that is not happening again. But it was mm-hmm. it, it was the yeah. perfect scenario of fuckery. And not knowing if it was happening. If I I kind of thought, I'm like, eh, I don't think he's hurt. I don't think he's hurt. Kenny pointed it out. He kicked with one foot, then tried to sell with the other one. So then it's like, okay, he's obviously not hurt. But during that time, I'm on my phone trying to see what's going on. Guess what I haven't done? Change the channel. <laughs> so then by the time I, I looked at my phone during that whole commercial. So I look up, I'm hearing Ricky Stark's music. What does his music do? You're gonna look up because you want they want you to. What was this? I fell for the trap. <laughs> I noticed it last night when that motherfucker kicked Moxley in the head with the right foot instead of left. Yo. Okay, wait a minute. He kicked it with the opposite fucking foot. Right. I started hollering. Damn sure did. <laughs> and and then next thing I know, I saw. I saw a fucking Moxley hit two Death Riders in a row. Yeah. Pink, pink. I said, oh, and wait then a minute. Pinned him and, and, and gave him a big old middle finger. Mm-hmm. Yep. That yeah. has been made into a t-shirt quite, rather quickly. So good job, AEW. And, <laughs> and then didn't even snatch both belts. Took the belt he came with. Mm-hmm. And then I'm went into the I'm crowd. <laughs> right, that end. And that's the symbolism right there because that's a, that was in fact the real title, the one he's been carrying around, the one he's been defending for the past fucking month and some change. And and with that moment, it solidified. Some people are, are crowning them the greatest faction ever. Now, the Shield. Roman Reigns is the undisputed Universal WWE Champion. Seth Rollins is the is the only person to hold the WWE and. United States title. And now John Moxley is the undisputed AEW champion. The first ever and the only, for right now, the only two-time AEW champion. So, the Shield is, the House of Justice are literally <laughs> dominating. The wrestling world. <laughs> yep. So, CM Punk is probably going to be bad, because guess what? They all they all showed up. It'll be ten years coming up in November that them boys showed up. That's been a long two years. It flew by. And CM Punk is still a dick. He's still mm-hmm. hated. Pretty much. But here's the thing. Supposedly, there's a lot of speculation going around. Is Punk really hurt? Is it a work? Well, here's your answer to that. The rematch is that all out. I said that on the thread, and people said, like, I hope that's not going to happen. They're, they're, AEWWE is lazy. 
AEWWE is lazy. They still do stuff that is the Vince McMahon way of booking. That's why I'm able to say what is going to happen so quickly. I can't do that no more on WWE. Not no more. Six miles too many swerves. That's literally. Think, and I know we talk about fantasy all the time, but think about it. For the most part, this game has been easy. This game has been easy for all these years. Even though we ain't won NWO, but Justin will even agree. This game has gotten rather, you get into a swing of things. The moment Triple H, the moment Vince disappeared, we have been on our toes. Because we don't know what the fuck is about to happen. We don't know who's about to pop up. We making moves just to pick up people that we don't even know are coming back. I had to force Justin to make a move. We had to force Justin to make a move to pick up Bray. Is Bray Wyatt coming back? We Probably don't even not. fucking know. Probably we don't not. even fucking know. <laughs> but let me tell you but, something. I stop, stop. Whoa, 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 Matt. Why'd you mention it? You know there's somebody from WWE watching our damn podcast. Look, and every time you mention something, <laughs> something happens. Why the fuck did you mention this shit? Look, here's here's the thing. I, I we we wanted Bray. We were gonna wait it out. But you know, I wasn't gonna be I wasn't gonna be wrong. Like, you know, I didn't want it like and the same same thing, like you guys went and picked up Gargano three weeks before he showed up. Like you right. had to. And then, and, then, and then look at us. We traded for Sasha and Naomi. And I just sat there, I was like, well, maybe they come back. Who would have thought this right. man is had out me, here paying people off? <laughs> had me fucking looking at Matt like, all right, man, these motherfucking pick up, bro. Guys, you're gonna have to trade these motherfuckers. Quick. <laughs> boom. This is gone. Now we yep. sitting up here just waiting on them to show up. And like for us, like we got we got Chompa back on our team because of that. Yeah. And like Kevin Owens, now all of a sudden, somebody we drafted thinking that he was going to be a big points person was not a big points person because they stuck him in there with Elias Ezekiel <laughs> Apple. And all of a sudden, now he's a, he's turning into something we could use. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, six weeks ago, I was considering dropping Kevin Owens. See? We've all been turned. Now, AEW, y'all don't have that luxury because y'all are predictable. Nope. <laughs> I said as soon as I said, first of all, I even, I was like, he's probably not hurt just because based off of, off of the fact that Mox is just celebrating like a dick over Punk Hardcore. and Punk. And Punk, Hardcore. Is just, Punk is overselling. I'm like, you got your ass beat, but you ain't get your ass beat that bad, bro. Come on now. Now get your ass up. They all coming out surrounding him. It ain't that serious. So I'm like, yeah. Like, oh, his, 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 did he come back too soon? There y'all go, giving him an excuse. So now it's going to be, back oh, I, I, I came back. I, I wasn't 100%. Give me another chance at All Out. And people was like, first, unfortunately, All Out is probably going to always be in Chicago. So mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking about it being in Chicago. I'm just like, that's, that's their SummerSlam. <laughs> so all right, this is the next big event. Punk is going to fully engage into this this heel turn. Kenny was talking about his T-shirt earlier this week. That is the shirt he wore when he was a heel. He is fully into this heel mode. We All of the love and adoration is on Mox right now. 
he is going to be booed and cheered in his own city. Well, and leave with that title. Well, shit, we had a we had a glimpse of that last night. Cleveland yeah. wasn't fucking with Punk uh, like that. Yo, the past couple of yo, here's the thing. That's why I loved every time that AW's come to Long Island. Long Island has booed this motherfucker every single time that he's been there. I'm just excited for the fact that as soon as he wins that title, MJF's back. Like that that's my prediction. I think MJF comes out and challenges him in Chicago. After that, we, I, I we need it, and it's honestly been enough time where you can low key kind of forget about MJF because so much stuff has been happening just in the wrestling world in general. But if we hear that, dun, 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 if we hear that, we I am back. What it do, baby? MJF gonna be like, what it do, bitches? <laughs> what it do, trash? <laughs> You can call him something just bad. <laughs> I, I legitimately think that's where we're going. You know, we've gotten the all the backstage, like, punk, punk, cough, hangman stuff. Punk's a heel now. MJF kind of left as a tweener. Like, mm-hmm. right? Like, we all, we all were cheering for MJF for the same reason that a lot of people cheered CM Punk over Cena back in the day. Yep. Was that he wasn't a, a hero? He was he was an anti-hero, and yep. we liked Who that. Who said Punk over Cena? Not I. You know it wasn't well, me. But like, but that I was. I got. I still yeah. got. I got two CM Punk shirts over here. Yeah, I mean, when, when, when pipe bomb happened, everybody turned on Cena and wanted to cheer for Punk. And look, it was in his hometown. That helped. Right. But like. There was there was a there was a love for CM Punk for a while there. Yep. It's the same thing that like when MJF when he when he called Tony a mark at the end of his promo, the roles have called out he called out the, the WWE guys and, and talked about all that. MJF is coming back as the hero yep. to save AEW from this from the guy that now we find out oh yeah, he, he 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 cost the homegrown guy in Hangman, his his title run. We have a reason to hate. We always had a reason to hate CM Punk, but they've given us a reason to hate CM Punk within the AEW verse now. He is. He and is. JF is the hero. Yep. CM Punk has slowly more. He's taking this time away to slowly morph into the the dick that we always. Have seen no, he is. him as the dick that he acts like on Twitter, the smart ass that he's always been, and he's turned it up to a million now. And just like Justin said, the way MJF left, um, the way MJF left, we knew that he was going to be cheered no matter what. Mm-hmm. Remember, CM Punk came out there. With it, no, hold MJF on. Ran didn't MJF leave um, by getting beat the hell down by Wardlow? No, remember he came out that next uh, that next show. That's right. And that was- said all that shit, and then yeah, 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 yeah. he ran out the ring. CM Punk came out to kind of war- run him off. He ran out through the crowd. At that point, remember when CM Punk won and Tony Khan was all up his ass, like, "Oh yeah, he's the greatest champion. He's gonna oh, yeah, he's gonna lead us. This is gonna be the summer of Punk again." And he was like, he, 
basically looking at him like Vince McMahon used to look at HBK in the 90s. Like, mm. oh, I love you. You're going to make me so much money. And MJF is looking like, motherfucker, I've been here. Mm-hmm. I've been here from the start. Why are you up his ass? I could be wrong. I could be wrong on this part of it. I wonder if the hangman stuff is fake too. The the punk hangman if it's all part of the MJF storyline and we just hadn't realized it yet. No, I don't think that's no, I don't think that's it. Because supposedly um supposedly punk got upset because of fucking um hangman saying what's going on. He wanted to save AEW from Punk's ego. And he felt that was a low blow. Part of me thinks, though, that that's what, like, it all leads back to MJF is going to be the one to save us from Punk's ego. Like, that's the story being told. And part of me thinks that, like, those are the little nuggets that really make the AEW crowd start to turn on Punk, which allows MJF to get the biggest cheer possible. Don't get kicked off the podcast, the, the Punk, like, a month ago, Punk comes out there and MJF beats Punk a month ago. The crowd is not as hype for that. Now that he's like Matt said, he's turned it up to a million. Now they're ready to cheer MJF out, like cheer Punk out of the building for MJF. Especially mm. now, because just because of Vince McMahon, everything that happened with Vince literally kind of pushed everything else further down. So MJF, this this is like, oh yeah, yeah, he gone. We don't. What's going on with Vince? That's what everybody. What's going on with that week? That's all everybody want to know right now. So when we do hear that music, if MJF pops up to confront CM Punk, oh, it, it Chicago gone. That that little that little suburb gone. That arena. Chicago gonna be, gone. gonna be like Chicago gonna be like this is MJF. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how Chicago <laughs> gonna be if MJF show up. All right, but listen, I'm not. I'm not saying anything I was saying is wrong because yeah, MJF did leave as a tweener, and it is building up for Punk being a mega heel and stuff like that. I just don't think that some of the stuff that is going around and being said is work because it's it can't it's. I find it so. I find it really funny that the same thing happened to him twice in two different promotions. But that's kind of the story. As far told. as you feel like, as far as like, as far as you you feel you need to hold a promotion kind of hostage. Well, right, and, but and, I feel like they're telling the story, but this time Punk doesn't get the rewarded for doing it. Punk gets beat by MJF. Like I think they've the already rewarded him. They were giving him the belt one time. No, no, no. What I mean, like when he holds you hostage, like he's he's already he already, in my opinion, he already held them hostage by having them make him a champion. That by having them make him a champion already. Well, but it all depends. it was what his like, third match story. If it's part of the story, then it's different, right? Like, they didn't actually hold him hostage. He's telling the story of being of holding them hostage. Like, I really think that the best works are the ones that have a little bit of truth to them, which is they're playing off of... Because the thing is, Kenny, 
nothing you're saying I think is wrong because it's all believable. He is an asshole. Right. Like all those things are true about CM Punk. So the best works are the ones that have a lot of nuggets of truth in it, which is why when MJF, I, I do initially think the MJF stuff started out as real. And then it became a work. And so I'm not saying it's not possible that the hangman stuff didn't happen. Cause I mean, look, it, it's very realistic that CM Punk is an asshole and really did, did do those things. It's also possible that we're getting some really, really good long-term storytelling mm. out of AEW because they are, they are good at it. They, they, they have shown us that they can only do it for one program at a time, but they've shown us they can do it. If that's, if that's the case, if that's the case in AEW and can only do it for one person because yeah. the only person who has ever gotten Lawrence O'Brien is MJF. No, no, I said MJF still because think about it. The whole Wardlow thing and stuff like that. American, um, him being with um Jericho, the Pinnacle, stuff like that. MJF is the only constant person who's had a long-term booking with himself. If they, if that's the case, if that's the case, I only think that they can only do it with MJF. Hangman, they can kind of, they, they can do it with him as well. But it's, it's, it's just it's those two. <laughs> Wardlow's yeah, booking and Wardlow. Really His long-term booking was really good. Um, MJF's has been phenomenal because a lot of it is he hasn't had to worry about a title. Like he he's been able to do this without a title. Um, now Hangman's is still going. He's yeah, still I mean, got the dark order with him. <laughs> that's the thing that like there are certain people they they are really good at long-term storytelling for. Like well, and even like the Jungle Boy stuff was pretty solid. Like they, they have they just they just seem to want to pour it into one storyline at a time, mm-hmm. and then they reach back like three months from now and like, oh, do you remember that long term story we were telling? We're still telling it. You just didn't realize it here. It right, is. we're like, oh, I'm stop caring. <laughs> right, definitely well, start caring about. Care again. That's the thing, though. Like they make us care again because, like, if MJF comes out on. You know, at uh, at all out, are we not going to care? Shoot, MJF comes out in dynamite. Book world care. Mm-hmm. I mean, WWE cares enough because they made sure to add to put another show on the same for the, the same day as All Out. We got Clash on on Saturday. Oh wow, we and got what? this is going to be the first ever triple pay per view mm-hmm. weekend. Like for predictions, we got Clash, mm-hmm. we have All Out, and we have Worlds Collide. You have three yep. chances to win the title. Yep. Good Lord. I'm going to win all three. No. Yes. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely. As far as, as, far as Punk, as far as Punk, he has definitely held, he has definitely held AEW hostage. Because think about when he came back. What did we see and what did we hear every week? What? How did they, how did they start the show every fucking week? Oh, that's just Tony Khan being a fucking mark, like like MJF called him every fucking week. Every fucking week. Hell, when I when they came here last year, Cincinnati, fucking punk was in the first half hour of the show. Oh yeah, like I mean, so he has definitely held his he has definitely held him hostage. Shit, even when he wasn't wrestling, if we didn't see him in the ring, where was he at? In the commentating booth. So we heard so Punk dominated the show for at least a good, what, 
three, four months at that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't blame him. That's Tony Khan presenting him in that way. Tony Khan. We knew we knew that was gonna happen because Tony Khan marks out for these guys. Tony He's Khan, just a mark man. with money. I mean, speedball Khan, baby. <laughs> Like the, that's why they had that talent meeting. It's, it's a known. Everybody calls him just a little, a little bitch who has money. They just call him a kid with money. He acts out rumors of drug use and all that sort of shit. But I don't know. I don't know what he is. I don't have a problem with him. That's up to him. That's what he got to deal with that shit. I just want good wrestling. I just want shit that's gonna make sense. I just want this dude to get the other company that he owns a TV deal. Now, a rumor that I've heard is the reason for all the reason they don't have a TV deal is because he's been acting like an asshole behind the scenes. He's acting like an asshole behind to, to the executives for a company that only doesn't even have enough money to release. Then we got enough money to release two movies for the rest of the year in Warner brothers discovery. And those two movies are Black Adam and Don't Worry, Darling. Please, everybody, go to the movie theaters and go see Black Adam. Black Adam. Because the four the of us House would of like Dragon. to see House of House of D well, Dragon. The Dragon. Yeah. Black. We black, so we're gonna say House of Dragon. <laughs> yeah. And nice. everybody else calls it House of Dragon. But yes, please go support Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And go see that movie when it comes out. When y'all see the commercials for Black Adam, when y'all see the trailers for it, please go, go see go it. Go see it. Boys, I'm going to go support my head on this pillow. So, But I'll catch y'all later. I've enjoyed talking wrestling with y'all again. I'll try to be back on more often. Work, work is starting to calm down a little bit. So we'll Put some clothes on. I don't think right. that, that, that <laughs> Until he has to go to work. Until don't I worry, to... y'all. He will go to work. <laughs> Baby. All we right. I'll know. talk to y'all later. Bye. All right, man. But yeah, go see Black Adam because those those motherfuckers are broke. So Mm -hmm. supposedly Tony Khan has been acting all sorts of diva ish. He is he's just being a dick. He's he's being a dick to the wrong people. The rumor is his dad told him to sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up, and let him fix it and let the bit let the bit let the grown ups fix this. Because right now the rumor is. AEW, with all this stuff that has happened with Warner Brothers and Discovery, Warner Brothers Discovery is telling them to get your shit together. Because if y'all ain't getting your shit together, they want we want the, they want the ratings to go up, especially they for Rampage. It. If Rampage right now they they looking at they already cutting stuff. AEW now the AEW won't be going out of business. They'll be they'll have rich they'll be rich. They just might not have. They got three hours of television. They might they might lose an hour. an hour. They might lose an hour. It might be Rampage. It might be an hour of Dynamite. Something going to go gone if they don't get their shit together. So that all-talent meeting was them basically telling them, yes, we got to get our shit together. together. And you want to know the simple solution to that? Put Rampage on fucking Tuesday. Put it on Tuesday. Because you know what's not being played on Tuesday? Football. Football season's here now. You could put Rampage on Tuesday. Shit, put your fucking ROH champions on there on a consistent basis. Have them Here's the thing. You put Rampage on Tuesday. Now you're going head directly head-to-head with um, NXT. 
what what go they're fucked either way. They're gonna have to find somewhere. I brought, I'll take my chances competing as NXT the SmackDown. Because after watching two hours of wrestling on a Friday, ain't nobody about to sit up and watch another hour. They go right. Because that because that because at ten o'clock you either getting booty or trying to go get some booty. Right. <laughs> I will take my chances on Tuesday and NXT, but like I said, NXT or Roman. <laughs> I'd rather go against NXT. <laughs> and, and also, you don't have to worry about football. Yeah. Listen, if you put it on, yo, put Rampage on. Or put it on a Saturday, on a night. That, yeah, exactly. A, just put it on a Saturday. Put it on on a Saturday. Put it on Saturday at 7.05, since they love to play into the whole WCW stuff. Put it on at Saturday. Right. 605, 705. Yeah. One of those. No game right right before the, the, the last game of the night come on. Mm-hmm. And you good. Yeah, put it on, yeah. And then and for a lot of you know, a lot of people will be home at that hour. Dinner. Mm-hmm. And it'd be people, a good like people are pre-gaming before they go out. And like Kenny said, it's a good lead-in if the, if it's gonna be on TBS. The way all these conferences been been signing deals. I'm sure TBS will be showing football at some point in time. So pretty much have AEW be an hour, have Rampage come on for an hour, lead into a pregame show or the game. Boom. You end that show like, oh shit. Then you'll be like, oh dang, it's time for the game. Let's see these dudes hit each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So AEW. We we will be needing some coins because we just gave you a simple solution to fix your rampage problems. <laughs> we need those coins. Damn her with me. This shit. Like in, in the words of uh, the, the great philosopher Rick James, in regards to Tony Khan, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> cocaine's a hell of a drug. This can work too. Right before um, Yeah, Saturday morning Saturday wrestling morning. is missed too. Yeah. That's what got me into wrestling as a little kid. Wrestling early on a Saturday morning, huh? Mm-hmm. I, when, I was, when I first started watching wrestling, they always had that BS uh WF superstars where it would just be a <laughs> recap of the week. I hated that fucking show with Michael Cole. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Well, fellas, I think we actually covered all the major wrestling news for the week. Anything else you guys want to add? Um, shout out to Finn and Dolph for having a cool-ass match. Dolph called Finn a little bitch. Then Finn beat his ass. <laughs> Finn beat his ass. Oh, and don't forget, we had uh, Edge beat Priest, too. Yeah, Edge <laughs> beat that ass. Hopefully we get him yeah. versus Finn at Clash. Um, we also over the weekend we had a new number one contender crown for the uh, IC title. We're gonna have a horse fight: Gunther versus Sheamus. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a good ass fucking match. Somebody, somebody chest gonna go and explode. Somebody gonna walk because between um, Sheamus and that goddamn. 
um, ten beats to the barrel and Walter with his and Gunther with the chops, somebody's chest gonna explode. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm mm-hmm. all for it. They're gonna be walking out of there with white coat and chest. Gonna be having the COVID chest, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to follow us at <laughs> facebook.com forward slash under the ring pod. And don't forget to follow us also at twitch.tv slash forward under the ring. You can catch us around the about 8.30-ish. 8.30-ish. Follow the page. You'll pretty much know when we're going to get there. You know what I mean? Uh... That's it. Don't forget, you can always follow us individually on Twitter. Don't forget, and my boy Greg Bush, SK, couldn't be here tonight. Normal producer, you know, but when you got a different producer, you get little side effects like I put in today. <laughs> you can also follow me on Twitter, RockRibs44. I just like to take a lot of pictures of a lot of wrestling shit. And then we got a, my boy, Mr. Freshbeard. He likes to talk a lot of shit about all shit. And then we got my boy. And then we got my boy, Mr. Right Anthony. He gonna talk the most shit about that sports shit. And then we got the, the street team man, Moriel Mariente. He gonna talk that shit about that wifi shit. And then we got my boy, Justin D. Maxley. He gonna talk that shit about that government shit on his new shit. All right, so we all do some shit around here, folks. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, y'all follow Justin and Gray. They making that money for this. <laughs> exactly, exactly, folks. So thank you for joining us next weekend. We got a big weekend. We're going to be doing a lot of predictions. So Yo, coming home to daddy. Finally, been a long summer without her. She gonna come home to daddy. You're gonna come home to me next week. Next week is the return of Maddie Reigns. Be prepared. Oh, Be and don't oh, listen to this, fan. My man, Borio Mariente. Follow him, and he'll send you shit. And he don't just mean shit. He's talking UTR shit, folks. This man is serious. Any merchandise that you see, UTR, hit that man up. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Break down!